This is WCPO FM 1051 on your FM dial, Cincinnati, Ohio. WKRC, Cincinnati. This is the nation station. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to the Cincy Shirts Podcast. It's episode 42. Today on our show, Tom Gamble. That's the problem with today. It's the problem at schools. It's the problem everywhere. You can't give the real answer. So when parents come up to talk about little Jimmy's behavior, why can't you tell parents? i got to be honest with you, folks. Your kid's a problem. Tom is a noted area broadcaster, of course, and he's probably best known as one half of the two angry guys. But he's also a high school sports promoter and marketer, as well as a former journalist. And he had some great stories about his radio days, past and present, working in the newspaper biz, and creating the big crosstown showdown that we have here every year in Cincinnati. He currently co-hosts Reality Check on WLW Thursdays at 9, along with friend of the podcast, Finn Rock. So be sure to listen for the promo code at the end of the episode. As always, you can use that to save 20% on your next Cincy Shirts order, CincyShirts.com order, or OldSchoolShirts.com order. So with all that out of the way, let's talk to Tom Gamble. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. I come from Cincinnati. Once in a while, I'm at in Cincinnati. So, we are here today with a legend in local radio. <laughs> uh, legend. Tom Gamble joins us on the Cincy Shirts podcast. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much. I like this. This Thank is kind you. of a cool little vibe here, not, you know, yeah. something different. <laughs> now, by legend, if it means you've done it for a long period of time, kind of still doing it, I don't know if I'd use the word legend. You're you're a trailblazer. <laughs> I mean, you were, seriously. Like, you you and Skinny and the two anger guys, it was, I mean, that's was, that was trailblazing sports talk radio in Cincinnati. There's no question about it. Well, thanks. And I would tell you, it, it does, you know, when you look at what's offered today, I guess when you hear what's offered today, it is different. I mean, it is. And, and, and I would, you know, we're kind of like the local version of Pardon the Interruption. I mean, that's kind of how we yeah. tried to set the show up. I would, I guess I'd be Kornheiser. I mean, I guess if we had to choose, <laughs> he would be, although I don't know, there's not a lot yeah. of similarity. But but I, I just think that the quick hitting, like the different topics, yes. you know, we hit the big sports Topics of the day, of the week, whatever, but but then we also got off onto things that, and, and I think they do as well. I mean, they kind of you know segue into. I just think you're an entertainer when you're on the radio. I you know I'm not a statistical guy. I mean, sometimes you need that to back up you know your argument, etc. Skinny knows more. He knows more than any human being should know. He knows stuff that you shouldn't know. <laughs> Which kind of, I think, was kind of the part of our show. Is yeah. I would get on him for the stuff that he knows, and then he would be that guy. He's the sports geek, and I say that affectionately. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. So it's, um, but I think it did. I think it worked well. So let's take it all, like, start way back take before us that. Back. Yeah. Oh, are you ready to go back? Um, are, you lo- are you a local guy? Yeah. Did you grow up here? Went to Coleraine. My parents still live over there not far from Coleraine High School. And then I got involved in the newspaper. I always wanted to be a sports writer. 
Um, that was kind of my boyhood dream. And then I did that. And then I kind of find, found out that, like, covering some of these guys, you know, some of these guys that I, like, revered, I'm like, man, that guy's an ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like, it, it was one thing that when I look back at it of, of being kind of your boyhood, your big, you know, your sports dreams, it kind of squelched some of them. Like, some of the guys, yeah. like, you know, you watched Never meet and thought, your hero kind of right. thing. Right. Yeah. And then when you do and you find out, man, I don't even like that dude. <laughs> I mean, that made it. But, but I did that for a while. And then I wrote for The Post. Yeah. <laughs> Rem- yeah. Remember the post. Yeah, my neighbor worked for the post, and uh, okay, he uh, he would bring home, uh, you know, like if there was ever like you know Pete Rose forty one ninety two oh, yeah. for example, like he'd bring home these like metal sure. sheets yep. that they yep. used, uh, and you know he'd just bring home cool stuff that he yep. thought that I would like to collect. But yeah, of course I remember. So post. for those yeah. who don't know, that was an afternoon newspaper. I mean, yeah. some don't even know there's yeah. a morning newspaper that yeah. can still be delivered. But <laughs> for college kids or something, right? So so I did that. <laughs> What's and a it, newspaper? Yeah, that's uh, and then I became the sports editor of the Kentucky Post. So when I did that. I thought, well, if, if I'm, if I'm going to cover stuff in Northern Kentucky, I had to live over there. So I moved to Northern Kentucky in 92 and have been there ever since. Yeah. Hebron. So, Burlington. Okay. Burlington. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, you know, come on, Burlington, Hebron. Yeah, I say all, Union and people right. say Florence. It's fine. Correct. So how long were you at the Post for? I was there on and off for probably 10 years. I mean, I started there when I was in high school because a good buddy of mine, his oh, dad, wow. was the assistant sports editor. So I was one of those dudes who went in on Friday nights, took high school scores, football scores over the phone. But it was funny because Skinny then came to work at the Post. And we used to joke in the newsroom, which if you go to the newspaper today, I would suggest to you it's like a morgue. I mean, it's not the way we had. Yeah. I mean, we were it was nuts. Bustling. Yeah. Guys yelling at each other. And, and people used to say to me, Skinny, man, you guys ought to do a radio show. And then when we started doing one, the guys we used to work with said, man, we heard this 10 years ago yeah. in the newsroom. So that's really kind of how it came about. And what Skinny was more of a radio guy. That was what he wanted to be a play-by-play guy. I mean, that was a, kind of his career. Goal. Then he he started doing some local talk radio, and then one thing led to another. And we actually started together doing a Saturday morning high school football show, kind of a recap of Friday night. Then one thing led to another. Then from there, we were asked to do ten to two on Saturdays, and then that morphed into ten to two on Sundays. And then what they used to do is a lot of times they'd have they'd have like a little box comment box when we go out and do events like taste of Cincinnati and stuff like that. And people used to write more two angry guys. So one thing led to another and Bob Trumpy, the ex Bengal tight end, former 20 year NBC sports dude was doing the morning show. And let's just say they, they wanted to make a change. So this is a, a story. Few people know anything about I'm not sure. So they wanted to bring me and skinny in to be with Trumpy until his contract was out. So, and I think it was a ah, two or three months, four months, whatever. Well, they didn't bother to tell him until uh, they had us together for like a little programming powwow. So we walk into this room, I'm presuming, like, I mean, yeah. to somebody, I mean, he really was the sports talk guy. He was at the pulpit on right. LW, and, right. and, and it's changed. I mean, back then, you asked a question, he gave an answer, you went, thank you, Mr. Trump, you got on your day. Today, people, you know, want to take you to task and, and, I mean, which is great. I think it's much better radio. But so when we went into that meeting, he just, he probably looked over at us and went, really? 
this is where my career's gone. I did golf and everything on NBC Sports for 20-plus years, and now these two schmucks are being brought in to be with me. So literally, it was it was Bob Trump and the two angry guys, and that's how it started. And it was um, and Bob was the one angry guy. And oh, yeah, he was angrier, I think, than we were because he had to be in there with us. But, you know, honest, it, he turned out to be a good sport because you talk about different schools of thought. I yeah. mean, we agreed on nothing. I think I learned to tolerate him more than Skinny. Skinny has no he, – he can't deal with that stuff. So My he, dad was so vocal. I mean, I was too young to, like, really – you know, I wasn't into sports talk radio or anything, and I didn't really know him from his playing days so well. But my every chance – Every time Bob Trumpy's name came up, my dad would just be like, man, he thinks he knows everything. Oh, he does. But you know what? Back then, though, that was kind of part of the persona that I think people liked. I mean, maybe not liked, but listened to because you hated that, right? And your dad was probably in that group. Yeah. I mean, that's just... It's probably... I mean, because I feel that way about, like, Colin Cowherd now. Like, he's very polarizing. Yeah. But he, I think he he knows that and embraces it. Sure. And he does it better than anybody else of, like, you're going to hate me sometimes, but you're going to always yeah. listen to me. Well, I think that's what it was. I mean, that you know, I can remember Daryl Parks, who was at, you know, yeah. I think it was one of those where if he almost felt like if he wasn't getting some level of complaint about you, that you, you really weren't moving the needle. And I think that the polarizing was one thing that and, – and, and I would tell you the one thing I think Skinny and I – and now – fit in myself I never I'm not a character like I, I gave my opinion because I believe that I yeah. now I'm not gonna lie you know every now and again but you should be able to tell when when we're joking I I've never been that person never will be where I'm gonna take a side just to be different or just to create conversation I, yeah. I mean usually my side gets enough dissonance one way or the other that you don't have to worry about it yeah and, and I think that and probably that comes a little bit from a journalistic background because the thing you got to remember is in print journalism I mean your name was attached to everything and it stayed I mean it was in print I mean somebody had it and could go look man you wrote this and the most frustrating thing about being a sports writer was when somebody on the desk at night would write some headline that didn't make any damn sense yeah. because the reader thought you, the writer, also wrote the headline. So I think carrying that into talk radio, and, and I get it. It's all a stick for some people. I mean, I, Cunningham's outstanding. You know, the way he does things, speaking of polarizing, but, but yeah. to me, if you have an IQ that reaches double digits... You can tell when somebody is really believe. At least I think yeah. you can, and when they're just doing that Poking because that's bear. part of the show. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's so funny. But it's it's great. That, like, did you have a sport that you were always drawn to? They they got baseball you into it? for me. Yeah. I mean, I was I played baseball until they told me I wasn't good enough. I mean, you know, I mean, dude, look at me, slow, short. I mean, I you know, I was baseball. Lance, Lance said the same thing. He was he's that was his. That was exactly the same thing Lance yeah. told well, us. Well, and I would, I would suggest to you that I was probably a little bit more advanced than Lance. I would at least, like, I would at least put my career to say I probably surpassed him in athletic ability. Maybe not, but I, I feel a pretty sturdy limb. I'm just out meaning on that the one. same, uh, yeah. same, same drive sure. of being absolutely. Told, like, you well, know, I love sports, yeah. and, I, and you know, you reach a point where when you, can, I mean, everybody, I think, if you're a dude and you like as a kid to play sports, you're going to reach a point where you can't do it anymore. So yeah. then you got to think, well. You know, if I can't play it, is there something else that I can do where I can 
be around stay it. in it absolutely yeah. and and fortunately for me it worked out that way yeah i mean it's you know i've been doing something in sports ever since and and you know so the funny thing was though when we started it was on 1160 bob thought so way yeah. back yeah. Yeah, yeah so it was but what was funny about that was i think for me personally when i look back now the way that station was run and the cool stuff that we did, I mean, we were the little guy. You know, what, what happened there was, essentially, they had the combos B105 and 96.5 was country. So they combo sold the country stations, and then what they wanted to do was they got the 1160 signal, which wasn't great, still isn't great, but they were able to get the rights to the Bengal games. So that's when they went with the AM sports station. So to me, we're like poking the bear, you know? I mean, they, yeah. they, they put this, they combo sold it, they simulcast the Bengal games. But I think the, that was the fun of radio. I mean, that was back in the day where, you know, well, I mean, look at the lineup. It was me and Skinny in the morning. Then it was Lance doing 10 to 2. Then they had the big dog, Tim Lewis, and Lapping yeah. the Fish. And we had a sports director. Are you kidding me? I mean, they paid somebody, and it was Jeff Pecoro. Uh, so, I mean, think about that. Uh, well, what? I mean, yeah. Pick was the sports. So, I mean, but think about that lineup. It was local from 6A to 6P, and the only really the only property we had was the, the Bengals. Bengals. Which um, is one one day a week, right? And right. Spite that they got them. Well, correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it really was. But, but, I mean, but think about that. And then now, you know, I mean, when you look at the way, and you know, Finn and I are back doing something and having fun on on Thursday nights on on LW. But it's to watch to be in radio for almost twenty years and see kind of how it's you know from all of the local to now voice tracking and just the way it's not it's the same. It's so frustrating. It is frustrating. It's super it frustrating because you know uh, when I started doing stand up, it seemed like unless you became like a sitcom star or a movie star or something like that, that the path trajectory was that you would then start doing radio in whatever town that you were from. You sure. know, I saw so many comedians that, you know, did the road forever and then yeah. they they became a local radio personality. And I was excited about that trajectory, you know, because I knew how many people listen to radio here locally. And then with the way that it's sort of become... It's very homogenized. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Yeah, watered down and and no local flavor, or very little local flavor. It's mind-boggling to me, and I I say this to so many people in that business, that it's like the only thing that you have to keep people listening to the radio is local conversation. Because they can hear hear national sports takes. They can hear whatever song they want on their phone. Whatever yeah. they want. So what? What other than traffic? Right. What are they? What do you have to keep them listening to you? And it's local conversation. And I just, I'm so shocked that the local stations haven't embraced that more. Well, I think part of the issue is there are too few owners of local stations. I mean, you know, what when. 20 plus years ago, you still had a pocket. Now, gr- granted, at the time, and I think my check at, at 1160 was signed by three different companies because it kept being sold and sold again and sold again. And the last time, well, a f- quick funny story is when they sold it to Salem Broadcasting. And we had to, they were a kind of a Christian based talk station. And I'll never forget this because they brought the dude in who was over, going to oversee the market and he had me and Skinny in. And I think the first thing he said was, ah, you know, guys, you probably are aware of this, but I don't know if the way your show is is going to fit the way we do things. And I said, well, yeah, I can tell you right now it's 
not. Yeah. But but the point I think back then though, I, I think it's like anything else. It's competition. Yeah. You know the, the the greater competition the more you have to work at being better. And I'm not here to tell you that these radio stations aren't good today, but they, what, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, if you want a sports property, it's all owned by iHeart. You, you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. iHeart is competing against itself. Right. You know, they've got all the sports properties, et cetera, but there just isn't, you know, sadly, um, I, I think there isn't the money put into the local markets that there once was. I don't think there's any question. I mean, yeah. they're, you know, if they can find a less expensive way to do it, they're going to do it. Right. But if you look at, like, podcasts, for example, I mean, it's obvious that people want to hear no things question. other yeah. than what they can get from ESPN. Well, that's changed the landscape. I think I think podcasts and the ability of you as a consumer to be able to listen to what you want, when you want, how you want. I mean, I, I think you're still, you're going to see in the next three to five years, I mean, Radio stations have to be concerned, I would think. And television stations are sure as hell concerned about, you know, how people are, you know, ingesting what, what they want news-wise, sports-wise. Whatever. I think sports talk, you're right. I mean, if you think about, if you want sports that's anything but real local, you're not turning local. Yeah. I mean, you're not. You're turning to the ESPN, to the Fox, whatever is or out there that you Twitter. choose. Twitter. Twitter. You know what I mean? Well, Twitter's become as viable as anything, honestly, in terms of sports news. Yeah. But if you want an update, you, you you know where to go. You know where to find it. I mean, new, a lot of people get their news primarily from Twitter today, yeah. from yeah. varieties of sources, which, which I think ultimately is a good thing. Yes. Because if you're someone who consumes a lot of whatever it is you're interested in, man, there's more to consume today. You almost can't keep up with right. it. Right. Plus, plus, if you have something to say about it, you can enter Correct. in a conversation on now, Twitter. However, that's where, to me, here, here's where I think radio, and they've never called and asked me, and I'm not expecting to receive a phone call later today about this, but damn it, if they had years ago, they wouldn't have gone down the wrong path. I think radio promoted against itself. Back to your point. If you turn on LW and you hear McConnell, Sloan, Cunningham, Lance, whoever, that's original content. The only place you can get that is on 700 WLW or you can, on their website, podcast, whatever the case may be. So to me, that that's what LW has. If you want to hear Cunningham, except when he did his television show, but you're going to hear his show on LW. I think radio sold against and still does today. Go to the blog. Go to the podcast. I'm driving in my car. Hey, here's this score. If you want that score, check out. I, I, I can't do that right now. They've told me not to text and drive, so I can't look at my phone, right? right. So I'm, I'm <laughs> tuning into you to get that. Right. So I think a lot of times they've driven, they've driven listeners away from their product. They, I mean, radio station is what? You listen to the radio. Yeah. But if you turn on a radio station today, I mean, they're bringing people in. And, hey, man, this is on the blog. This is there. I'm not suggesting yeah. that you don't want the, the whole media experience, but they, I think they've gone away a little bit yeah. from the core product. Yeah. I think Lance does a better job of... Uh, but he integrates and, it all yeah, together. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now he's it's like, I'm going to talk about it if you want to know more. It's on the blog. Well, he's nuts too. I mean, let's be let's be Him honest. Him and Mo, yeah, yeah, they yeah. are. They do a great job yeah. with all that stuff, and they're very good at that. I mean, they really and truly are. And they embraced it 
in the beginning. They did. When no oh, one no. else had You're a correct. dog. But yeah. I guess I'm going to use myself. I'm gonna, I got three kids, right? I, I, my time is, I mean, you know, God love Lance. Right. You know, he gets up in the morning, probably sits there in his underwear, and he's so, he can't, <laughs> if he ever goes to sleep <laughs> right. while he's blogging. But I don't have, you know, I, I love all this stuff. But my time, I mean, I own my own company. Right. I mean, it's, you, you know, I mean, you got kids, you get it. It's so, so I think for me, I have to pick and choose. So I'm really tuned into that stuff when it's something that really interests me. But the rest of the time, yeah. So I'm in my car a lot, always have the radio on. And I know that's a challenge too, because you don't have to listen to the radio anymore. Right. You can listen to a podcast, you can listen to your music that you want to listen to and <laughs> right. don't have to, you know, don't have to listen to commercials. Right. I don't know. I just think that, that the, I still think some of the stations, they're still trying to figure out how do they attack all that they have to deal with now. Yeah. All they care about is clicks. You know, they, it they, is. they just need to get. <clears throat> You know, eyeballs over this. And no, you're right. I, I can tell you. For this and that. Yeah. Cincinnati.com, I know yeah, sports. That's how they're evaluated. That's how everybody's evaluated, which I get it. I mean, yeah. I understand, you know, if in their minds. And, but, but I would also tell you the problem is management. I mean, let, let's just cut right to what it is. The problem is upper-level management, in my opinion, of media outlets, they don't have a clue of what goes on at the real level. Yeah. They don't. They, they don't, how often do they actually go out and talk to listeners? <laughs> right. You know, and, and they, they, so they don't. They, they don't. And, and that's the problem. You know, it, it, they've even now at iHeart, here are your studios at this end of the building. Here is everything else at the other end of the building. You know, back when... Any, any, separate. Well, right. And I mean, and, and I get it. I mean, as, as an on-air person, you didn't necessarily want Jim, the sales dude, who's already sold something you didn't even know about, coming down to work you over. You know, they hey, can you mention this? I mean, that's why they do that separation. But I can remember even at Cumulus, where 96 Rock is, you know, they used to, when they built this building, when we moved from downtown up to Norwood. Yeah. Don't you think you maybe would have talked to the on-air people and said, hey, man, what do you guys want? What do you think will make it a better situation for them? They didn't yeah. do any of that. You just showed up. And now don't, the building is gorgeous, right? Yeah. There's big communal areas. Yeah. And I'm like, who the hell do they think is going to sit out there I mean, all day? They all these different. <laughs> so guess what, they, guess what they've done now? <laughs> no, they used to. But that's okay. You can yeah. hang out. I mean, to me, when radio, radio should be fun. Yeah. You're entertaining a listener, at least right. you should be, right? right? And there are times where there's serious topics, and that's, you know, I get that. But I think they've taken the fun out of it. Because now at Cumulus, in that same area, guess what they've done? They've glassed in a conference room. I mean, really? I mean, I'm sure they went and said to people, what do you want, man? Is this working out well? You know, once again, management should come and talk to the people who are doing, the, I would argue, in sports, you know, how often do VPs, general, how often do they really come down and talk to the, how, do they really know the client? A lot of times they do. They just cover it all up, what's going on. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How often do they really go to the people who they really need to perform on the field or on the court and know what the hell's going on? Yeah. I mean, I say the same thing about comedy. Like, I, I always relate everything to comedy. Sure. But I do say the same thing about comedy, you know, and I think it probably started as a, as a music thing of like, will it play in Iowa? Is that or Peoria? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, uh, and, you know, and and they always use that same analogy for stand up and and what goes on TV and and stuff. And I always make the joke. I'm like, 
I've played Peoria. I know what is funny there. And the, you know what I mean? Right. And it's not what the people in L.A. or New York sure. think are that's what people in the Midwest are going to find entertaining. Well, and here in Cincinnati, let's be honest, this is a different market than a lot of places. I mean, here when somebody says, where'd you go to school? They want to know where you went to high school. Right. You go and you go to any of those other bigger cities. <laughs> that's not the case. Right. So, and, and I do. I think every market is different. And, and how can you have somebody in Chicago running your market? I, I mean, granted, they'll have somebody who's the local market manager, but do they really listen to them? Right. I, I mean, I can remember when we went from. So when I went from. When I left at the time, it was Clear Channel, and, and then had to sit out with the non-compete. Went over to Cumulus. We started on Super Talk, right? Which was, I mean, it was we were gonna the angry guys were gonna do the mornings, and then it was Glenn Beck, and then it was Dave Ramsey, and then it was Furman. Now that makes sense, yeah. right? That's illogical. You'd listen to that station all day, wouldn't you? But FM, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so it was. It was Super Talk. It was FM. And uh, because I've been a part, so I'll never forget this. So we had, they decided like two or three months later after we got over there that they were going to flip to what is now currently 96 Rock. And I can remember they had this dude on, and I don't know whether he's still with the company or not, but he was, it was a conference call when we were in this big room, and he was talking because we were going to go from talk to the rock format. And he was like, and he obviously had no clue of the background. Right, so he's like, now, you know, now you got to remember if you run out of things to talk about, and we're talking about these were like four to seven minute segments. Yeah. I'm like, hey, chief, with all respect, I just did, so, I just did sports talk on a on a talk station where it was just me for three hours. I'm not going to run out of things to talk about. But my point is, yeah. they didn't know who we were, right. what we had done, right. and um, and then you, you may. Or may not remember this. I was part of the uh, ill-fated fan. Do you remember that? I was on the show. I was on oh, the show were. with you. That's right. And uh, that's and right. Complete aside oh, yeah. that no one will care about. I was just on your your producer Will. Will absolutely uh, was on in Dallas. Who's doing? Yes. Um, I was just on his show in Dallas a couple weeks yeah. ago, but I met him through doing uh, through doing the show at the fan. Remember that? Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> Well, like, but you don't launch a station on January the 2nd. Right. I mean, they launch, how about this, with no promotion. Yeah. So they flipped. No one had any idea. And now they're, of course, back to that same format that they were prior to. That was good idea. So Bad they, they execution. very poor execution. I don't remember that when, Well, you you had to, you had to the, blow, it's that like that building on in between Sixth and Seventh Street. Those big towers. What what was that building? Well, no, I, this one was. Um, yeah, oh, no, you're right. It's in the Bell buildings down there. It's down. Yeah. It's right down by City Hall. Across from City Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had to blink. It's like the small town, man. If you blinked, you missed it. Same yeah. thing with this. I was like, there's a radio station right. in here? If you cleaned out your ears, you missed it. By then, it was already <laughs> what, what gone. What frequency was it on? I mean, uh, it was on 100. It was FM. Yeah, it was FM. Um, oh, boy, I should know this, right? I had to say it every day. It was Mojo, maybe? Okay. I think it was... Yeah, and, wait, I think what is it, and what is it now? What is uh, back to what it was? It's not Mojo, yeah. but it's the same. I remember it that was the fan, which they had, correct. They have one in Columbus. It does really well. Correct. Well, they won't, and but it's it all wasn't. Ohio State. But it wasn't yeah. the same yeah. affiliation. So right. what this was, they tried to take um, traditional AM radio. They had a news station that they had flipped because they, they had Houston and San Diego. 
um, and they'd flipped one to news, they were flipping one to sports. And, and honestly, the concept was a good one. Problem is, when you don't have properties, tried to get, we tried to get, I know as a station, tried to get some, you know, property to kind of anchor. I think we had Miami for a brief period, maybe, but I mean, in, in this market, no offense to Miami, great campus. I wish I was there right now. Um, but the reality of it is, not a lot of radio not, interest in Cincinnati. Not, yeah. So, but it was just one of those where, once again, I go back to, Talk to the people living the life every day. They got dudes out of the city trying to program and run. It's just, I would suggest to you that a lot of the radio issues are management driven. They don't want to hear that. I mean, and, and you know, and look, I get the bottom line. We all do. I mean, you guys are in business. I have a business. I mean, I understand bottom line, but I also understand product. Yeah. And the reality of it Quality. to me is, yeah. if you want a better bottom line, offer a better product. Yeah. But, you know, like we talk about these podcasts and blogs and stuff, you know, with with sports, I feel like it's harder because every day there's new scores and new stories. And, you know, there's not that storytelling that has that sort of evergreen feel you know what I mean? Even on even on seven hundred now, because it's so po- political, and you know, I that's feel why like, if you want some non political conversation, tune in Thursday nights. That's what I. But that's exactly what I was going to say. When you're doing it once a week, yeah, and you're doing an entertaining show like you guys are doing once a week, it becomes like can't miss. Like people don't feel like oh, I'm I'm way behind because. You know, if they don't hear it right when right. you're on the air, they can go back and listen. They have six days until the yeah. next one comes out. Do you get what I'm saying? I, I do, and I and I think one of the challenges today of sports is, and, and this was where, and I started to go this direction before, but I, you know, I think it's cool that everybody can have a voice to a degree, because I think <laughs> what occurred is, you know, the one thing about when you're on a terrestrial radio station is, you know, lots of people listen. Right. So you you do to me, I always felt like you had to be somewhat accountable. I mean, if you said something that was inaccurate, that was false, whatever the case may be, you know, there was a way for somebody, somebody heard that, right? And somebody can get a tape of that, whatever. So there is a, you know, credibility to me meant something. Here's the problem with, in my opinion, social media platforms. Anyone, (laughs) and I mean anyone, can create their own channel they can i mean and that to me that's a problem because not everyone should have a voice and don't misunderstand me <laughs> no, you've I got understand. a voice you if you want to call in you, everybody's yeah. got an opinion not everybody should have a voice right and, and you can yeah, choose to, to not listen right but now you think about this every single sports fan in the world can have their own platform yeah. now as we all know most would not have anyone listen to them. Right. Some of their friends don't even want to listen to them because they know they're idiots. <laughs> but that's I, I, that bothers me. Right. And it bothers me because there isn't any checks and balances. You know, that's the one thing. Like, you knew when you were on the terrestrial radio, you had the FCC, and everybody bitched about them, but you just knew certain things you could say, certain things you can't. There was the safe haven at night. We had to take all the online tests to make sure we knew what we could and couldn't do. I mean, you create your own podcast, you create your own channel, you can do whatever you want, yeah, yeah. including talk about people and bring up things that simply aren't accurate. And th- that bothers me. And there's yeah. nothing. So what's going to happen to Fred? So Fred in Finneytown starts his own <laughs> channel and his own podcast, and he's, com- and, and he's just got an axe to grind at whomever, right? 
who's going to legislate Fred? No one. Now, you could just say, I don't care about Fred. But still those people, there are ways to find a way to get to people. But don't you feel like people are are stupid oh my and, god and and when you Bombs, yes and when you and when, yeah. no but but this did is what you, did you just come up with this by the me, way let me okay. follow that up but <laughs> the, i i lay that as like the premise for when you you know 700 has always been notorious of having quote unquote callers call right. in that aren't real people right. that say things to, to sure. stir a conversation yes. That there is a generous part of the population who doesn't get that. Correct. Who doesn't get that, you know, so oh, yeah. that Mike in Lebanon or whatever, you know, what I've, is not a real person and is only calling Just for in. the record, Dick in Dayton is a real person. Okay. I just want you to <laughs> okay. know that. All right. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. Like, I do. Uh, you know, I used to listen to Phil Hendry when I lived oh, in California. Oh, he was, it was... Oh, my God. It was... Amazing, like yeah. it was like it was a it was as much of a um, a lesson in like humanology yeah. as it was like entertainment because he said when he starts the show, this is what happens. I call in to my own show right. as a guest, <laughs> yes, and it's gonna I'm gonna say ridiculous right. things, and inevitably someone is gonna tune into the middle of the show and not hear this announcement and think it's real, and then they're gonna call in, and that's where the fun starts. Right. Yeah. He was awesome. And it was way. insane to listen to. He was to. on one of the sports stations at night, and I can remember every time I had a chance to get in my car and turn that on, it was funnier than the Oh, last my gosh. Time. I would laugh. Larry the but Cable Guy of all people got me we, tuned in him. That's because we know the act. Right. Yeah. I mean, and then when you hear the idiocy... Who, the people who don't know the act, <laughs> right. that's what makes it funny. Right. It makes it funny, but it also makes it scary. Like, it makes oh. it scary for the future that right. you're just like, does someone really believe that this guy, you know, and that and that's the, that's the part I wonder about with, like, call-ins for, like, local radio yeah. now, especially in this, like, crazy political climate. Are, is it becoming less mm. entertainment and more of, like, a well, you know, a it's disturbing funny because thing? Finn and I have that conversation, like, calls. Do we want them? You know, do we encourage them? You know, I don't want to certainly discourage people because I like the interaction. But how often are you listening? You know, when I'm listening to a show, and I think that's what I like about... Will Bond and Kornheiser. It's them. Yeah. It's it's thirty minutes. It's back and forth. It's quick hitting topics. I like right. that. I guess for me, I will turn a station off more frequently when I'm like, oh, there's Mike again, or yeah. there's so and so, and it's the same. And then when you hear the question or hear, it's so dumb. Yeah. That you're like, I mean, I yeah. was enjoying the take being given by the host. You know, it, the show isn't called Callers. Right. The show is the name of the people <laughs> right. on the show. And it was, you know, I think there's that statistic <laughs> where... We should do a show called so call. Callers. Uh, no, no, we should. <laughs> where, where, where maybe don't call. But where, you know, they said, they used to say industry was 2%, only 2% of the people who ever listen will even think about calling. Yeah. So you've got almost 100% won't even think about it. And and I, I guess I talked to enough people who I'd see out and they'd say, hey, man, I like the show. And, you know, they would say to me on occasion, man, I just wish you guys wouldn't, you know. And I, okay. You're li- you know, the, the show's got the, the our name in it, in theory, for a reason. Right. So Finn and I, you know, like last week we had a topic last Thursday where we talked about the service industry. Now that 
we got a lot of good participation from people who worked in it. We were just talking about tipping and different stuff and, and, and honestly how dumb people are and just kind of that, that's a theme I think of every one yeah, of our yeah, shows, yeah. by the way. <laughs> but then when somebody, I guess I look, when they can add, when somebody works in the industry and would tell a story that added, that layered the topic, see, hopefully as some radio management person just put a check by my box because I used the word layering of topics. That would get me a good, I'd be called in and say, good job. <laughs> but when they can add to what you're talking about, I think it makes sense. Yes. When they just, you know, how often do they do people call and you're talking about something for a lengthy period of time and then they call them something that's completely different. And that's a job of whoever your producer, right. call screener exactly. is. Now, but exactly. sometimes, sometimes though, you like that because we'll say to that, oh, I see you've been paying attention. Yeah. You know, you've got to be willing to have have a little fun with people. And I also think, unless you're really talking about a topic that is of serious nature, you can't take, we do not, Finn and I do not take ourselves too serious. I don't think you can. I mean, we're there to laugh a little bit, to talk about some stuff that yes. hopefully people are interested yeah. in. And, and that's... Agreed. I would say, I've, and again, I go back to comedy, but I'm the same way. When I write material, if I write material, you know, I stay away from political and that sort of thing because I believe that people are at the show to escape that Absolutely. for a while. And yeah. I think it's the same thing with radio. It's like they can get the the dumb takes of their high school classmates or their coworkers or their Correct. crazy uncle on Facebook all day. Right. They just want to break from it for a little bit and just be entertained. Well, they're coming to hear you to laugh, to get away from reality. Right. You know, they are. And, and they want to have fun, and, and they want to hear your... T I mean, I, I would agree. I can't almost turn on the television right now. I can't see another ad. I can't. Where this dude can't be trusted. This, I mean, I'm like, they're all, they all can't be trusted. Can't we arrive at that? Yeah. yeah. But, but you know, I think, and I think you, I think you brought up something though about sports, and that's my whole thought process on statistics. If you're somebody who's into saber metrics or any of that stuff, you're gonna find that on. I mean, my God, you can't go anywhere right. that you can't find that. So. When we're on the air and we're talking about stuff, I don't need to... T now, if I'm backing up a point of why the Bengals should call the NFL and never schedule Pittsburgh again or see if they can move out of the division, then they'd only lose once a year. <laughs> and, and I can say things like, okay, they're 2-16 at Paul Brown. They've lost this many in a row. Right. Okay, but I'll just say it'll that. Defend you. It'll back it, up it, your it, argument. Right. Yeah. Sure, certainly, it supports my argument, but, but I think more people want to hear why we think the Bengals are poorly coached, why they can't beat Pittsburgh, this, that, whatever. That's why, to me, you listen to a radio show. Right. But I think the producer thing that you talked about is so important as well because, you know, I think, again, you know, and I'm friends with them and I'm big fans, but I think Mo and Lance do a good job of when people call in, if they say something crazy or wrong, like, Mo and Lance will argue with them right. about it. At the risk of like upsetting a listener, you know what I mean. You can't but worry if you, about that. But if you listen to like the Bengals or Reds post game oh show, God. it's like they just, just for the record, they just, I don't. They just hit the answer button, <laughs> right? And then right. It's, and then every caller is just like. Well, it's funny. Like you've been on hold for an hour, and you right. don't know what you want to well, say. Well, if you're on hold for an hour, for <laughs> right. stars, right. you need a life. Right. I mean, you obviously exactly. have nothing to do. Exactly. But, it was, but I would tell you, I'll never forget, when Skinny and I, and this was, I, I want to say, this was really about the advent of when social media started becoming more prevalent. And um, so that's how long we've been doing this. And and so we, were, we had moved over to the new building in Kenwood, and Skinny... 
he liked to argue. You know, I was the guy. I'll tell two quick, funny, skinny stories about this stuff. I can remember him. He saying like, man, I can't believe so-and-so. And I told him, I said, dude, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm not going to read any of that stuff <laughs> because I, I don't care. I don't care. It's not that I don't care. I care that they listen. But but those kind of people who are going to be anonymous, who are going to go on blogs and th- and all that and just rip you, what do I, I don't Trolls. care. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's Fred in his basement with his pants around his ankles and some baggy sweats, and he's got no life. So forget about that. I, I just, I don't care. If you're going to be, I guess my point is you can't take it personally. If yeah. you're going to take everything personally, don't do talk radio. Because people are not going to like you. That's okay. It's I don't think that they don't like you. They just don't like your opinions. And that's what it's designed to be. Yeah. I, I, that That is, uh, I'm perfectly okay with it. I'll never forget this one either with Skinny. So there was a guy named, who used to call in as Dolphin Don. All right. And, and, and I, let me be honest. If you're an adult. <laughs> and, and you're putting that in front of your name, or if you're dressing up to attend a sporting event, I would suggest you have an L in front of another word that might describe you. I so, love that. I love that your that, that your partner on the air now is used to be known as Dolphin. Oh right, Dolphin. Right now we just shortened it to Finn. Right, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but I think that but that's no, a rate. That's, that's part different. of radio. I know. But, I know. Okay. I know. It's so, just funny. Though. So we go to a break, and this was way back when they had us in a closet at thirteen sixty up in Mount Adams. And uh, the producer, Butler County Joe, Butler County Dirt, actually, we called him. His name was Joe. He was a good dude. And he goes, hey, Skinny, Dolphin Don's on the phone for him. Skinny's like, damn, why does he keep calling me? I said, I got a simple answer for you, because you keep answering his calls. (laughs) Like, dude, if you don't, I mean, I'm not, and you know, I think there are some people who probably thought, man, Gamble, he he won't, I just, I I don't need to, no offense, I don't need to talk to Dolphin Don or, you know, Philly Fred yeah, off the air. I got, I got enough going. I got enough people I don't want to talk to who I have to talk to. But I, I think you can't take it personal. Yeah. You can't. And, and that's the problem is I think a lot of what's going on in social media today is everybody takes everything that they read about them or something that they're affiliated with personally. You can't do that. We're way too vain as a society today. I mean, you know, that's why, you know, you, you mentioned something earlier about, you know, a glimpse into the future. The future frightens me. Yeah. Millennials and young oh, yeah. people today with their little safe haven. I remember one time I got in trouble <laughs> when I taught at NKU. There was a student, and, and they were very, very nervous. I'm like, uh, Professor Gamble, I think I'm having test anxiety. And my response was, you better not get a job. You're doomed. Mm-hmm. Was it I mean, my wife? It wasn't yeah. your wife. Your wife was an outstanding student. Um, she really was. But but it's funny because your wife got the real world. You know, part of it is you got to get beyond taking a test. That's not what you're. I mean, every day is a test for what we do. I, I mean, and it does, has nothing to do with did I get the multiple choice section right. You know, but the problem today is everybody's babied. Everybody's coddled. When yeah. I and you know my the, the world I live in today, I talk to a lot of athletic directors and coaches. I could no more coach today. I would be fired because I wouldn't listen to the nonsense. Yeah, little Jimmy's not playing. Susie did this, whatever. You because you can't give them the real answer. You know why Jimmy's not playing? He's not good enough. Yeah. No coach is playing inferior players to others that he have. Coaches are not trying to lose. They're trying to win. And I'm sorry that Jimmy isn't good enough, and he's not even going to be able to walk on a D3 school, but you think he's going to Ohio State. That's your problem as parents. Yeah. I, I realize that you, sir, 
you know, got cut from your sophomore team, couldn't make JV, okay, you can't live vicariously. It's too, kids right. don't want that. It's uh, the stories I can tell. I'm sure. It's, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Well, that, I would, that, I would, that's a good transition into so. How did the Crosstown Showdown and all that stuff, how how did you get into all that? Was that just something that you found yourself out of the radio business for a little bit? Or, no, or, I was or, in it. I oh, was in it. So okay. when I was in, in 1989 and 90, when I was at the Post, <laughs> I covered the, it was an event called the Buddy LaRosa's Classic. And it was at, at then Riverfront Stadium. And it was basically two days of football in those years with Cincinnati area schools against teams from all around the country. Booker T. Washington from Tulsa, Anaheim Servite from California. I mean, big schools. So I I covered it and I looked in the stands and I went, well, okay, there's a lot of fans over there watching the local team. There's nobody watching the team from out of town. You're not coming from Anaheim, California. No offense, parents are maybe 50. But then I took a look and I thought, you know what? High school football here is really good. There's a lot of interest in it. It's really, really good. So what I did was I was at the Post, kind of saw the journalistic thing. Maybe maybe it's a good time to start. I got my grad degree at Xavier in sport administration. And one of my teachers there was a gentleman named Don Schumacher, who was very well known, not just locally, but nationally in, in, in kind of in the sports industry. And he had his own sports marketing company. So I started in the early 90s kind of going to him and saying hey I really think I didn't have the financial wherewithal to take the risk of doing something like this so I needed somebody with some credibility who would be willing to back it so I went to him with this concept and you know, he was kind of like yeah you know okay whatever you know how that goes and then I kept going back it probably became such a pain that he's like well I'll just give this guy a shot to do it so he hired me and, and, and worked with his company to do some other stuff but one of my primary goals was to create this high school football event so Skyline Chili had great equity already in the shootout. You know, when you think sports and entertainment in this marketplace, Skyline was a perfect fit. Went to their VP of marketing at the time, took the concept, said, hey, you've got equity in the Crosstown shootout. You can leverage that, reach a different audience in all the communities, which is where your restaurants are, different time of year. So they, I felt like Skyline being our title sponsor to start it was the biggest thing going because instant credibility. People paid attention. And so started working on it in 96, um, had the first one, one, actually two Friday nights because the high school season backed in, you know, the college and high school season starts are separate now. They weren't then. So we had two Friday night doubleheaders and then UC at home games on that next Saturday. So, you know, it just started there. From there, we started doing other events in basketball and, you know, and ultimately, so today now I own Don, you know, has since retired and I own my own company now called Endgame Sports where I continue to do all those events. I mean, we just, uh, tomorrow night, October 26th, we'll celebrate. This will be the last, we extended the showdown through the entire regular season. So it'll be Louisville St. X at Cincinnati St. Xavier tomorrow night. And we've had 22 games this year, but it's, you know, the fact that it made 20 years is pretty incredible. I run the Blitz 5 tailgate for Channel 5. We're getting ready to go into year eight of this Reds High School Showcase. Same concept as football for baseball. The Reds do an awesome. I mean, that you know they yeah. make it be a big deal yeah. and uh, do some other stuff too, and uh, do some work in Northern Kentucky for St. Elizabeth Healthcare and a lot of their sponsorships, etc. So it's a lot of fun. It's gone well, but I deal with so I deal with coaches and athletic directors um, on a day in day out basis, and I hear these stories and I just go, sheesh. I mean, how do you do it? Yeah. Why do you do it? I mean, I uh, I'm coaching Dean's, you know, 
T-ball and machine pitch teams, and well, I'm if you're getting ripped, if you're getting ripped in T-ball, you might want to get out of coaching. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like I can't imagine how this yeah. would be at 10, 11, 12 when people are investing yeah. well, crazy money and you know is. traveling teams and yep. camps yep. and that sort of thing. So they when they think get, that automatically makes their kid bingo. better. So when they get to that level of high school. And, and a lot of times, football is really the only high school sport today where you're still recruited based on what you do at high school. Everything else is summer and camps and everything Traveling. else is evaluated yeah. right. Yeah. And, and AAU basketball, which unfortunately, I see the story this week about all the shoe con. I mean, it, it's yeah. just, it's a, uh, athletics is a cesspool. I mean, let's be honest. At the intercollegiate level, it is a cesspool, sadly. And until college and university presidents are willing to lose or risk losing, it'll never get cleaned up. Too much money coming in, the vicarious. And I think once a parent has come to the conclusion that Jimmy or Julie they're good enough, and they're the ticket. Athletics is the ticket. It just escalates from there. To the right. point then when reality starts to set in and maybe they're not good enough, that's when they become absurdly over the top, directing all of their angst at coaches, at athletic departments. And, and I mean, it's just, I mean, people need to understand a lot of these coaches, they spend more money coaching than they're paid. You know, but what happens is, what do they see? They see what big-time college, big-time professional coaches are making. I, you need to get a reality check. That's not what happens at the high school level. And that's the problem. And that, and I would argue coaches today are more difficult on some levels to deal with because they want to act. They want to be that person. Who yeah. doesn't? I mean, if you're a coach and you're making a stipend of 3500 bucks, would you rather be making $3.5 million? Well, sure you would. So when you see the way that coach acts, guess what? You think it's okay. You're, you're trying to emulate that. That's a problem, too. It's we got lots of problems. If you haven't figured out, we got lots. Of, I don't know that we're solving any, but but I think. But here here is here's the issue though. So you know when you think think about this, I'll give you a specific example, and I won't mention the school, but they they were looking for a new athletic director. To me, athletic directors should hire coaches. If you want to get at, you know somebody who's a confident. If I'm an AD at a high school and I have a I'll use football, boys, basketball, baseball, some of the primary sports. I should already have a short list of if my coach left, here are the four to six people that I'd want to talk to that I believe would be, I should have the knowledge to be able to go and get my own coach. Oh, but not today. Because you got to put the search committee together. And you got to have the parent on. No parent should be on any search committee (laughs) for a coach. I know a school that also had somebody who was like, somebody who's political from the community. Those people have no business whatsoever. If I can't hire your coach, fire me as the athletic director. Because you obviously don't have the trust in me to do the job. That's the problem with today. It's the problem at schools. It's the problem everywhere. You can't give the real answer. So when parents come up to talk about little Jimmy's behavior, why can't you tell parents, I got to be honest with you folks, your kid's a problem. (laughs) And here are examples of what he does. But then they'll run. Today, they don't go, you know, if if your kid's not getting playing time, they don't go to the coach first. They don't go to the athletic director. If they're prominent in the community or God forbid they give money, they just go talk to the superintendent. And that's where the superintendent should say, have you talked to the coach? Nope. Sorry, go talk to the coach. 
but they won't yeah. because they're worried about their position in the community. Everybody's worried about everything that has to do with them. Sadly, they're not worried about making good, sound decisions and doing what's right. If you operate on the premise today of, I'm going to do what's right, Finn and I always say, say what you do, do what you say. How many people do that? Yeah, very few. That was actually kind of leads into my next question is, like, you're – you're such a natural at having a take and and voicing your opinion and doing it with eloquence. So when you have this business that is thriving and does so well, and then you decide to get back on the radio on Thursday nights, what is it? Is it is that is it? Uh, do you just need that outlet? Do you just? Is I just, it just enjoy for fun it. It's now? fun. Yeah, it's absolutely because for it, fun. Does one day a week make it more fun because you're not? <laughs> Except that I'm normally asleep by nine p.m. and now I'm <laughs> now I'm just getting started. No, I, I, and I think honestly, Finn and I have a, we, we get along. We're good friends. I, I think we, for better or for worse, think a lot alike, which is frightening. Um, but I also think I can we, see that. But we come from different. But I mean, I'm more in the sports world. He's more in, and music. he has been in the music yeah. world. I love music. That's one of my hobbies and passions. He loves sports. So I think it, it, it it's a good marriage from that perspective. Um, yeah, it's just for fun. And and I think, but I'm not afraid. I mean, there's nothing that I would say on the radio that I wouldn't say to somebody if I were dealing <laughs> with them. I mean, I, and I think that's because again, I, I go back to that's the one thing I've always prided myself on. I'm going to say what I think, and if you don't like it, oh well. I told yeah. these guys before, uh, you know, when you agreed to do the show, I'm like, I'm like, he's great. I'm like, the guy you hear on the radio is the guy that you talk <laughs> yeah. to. I mean, he's, well, here's a funny. He's, he's it's the funny guy. you say that when my when my oldest son, who's now 20, when he first started playing baseball. I'll never forget because when I go to my kids' youth sports games, I stand away from everybody. I don't. I've never said one word. I mean, I might talk to my kid, you know, if but I, you're coaching him. You do what you want to do. If there's an issue and you need, otherwise, I stand. So I'll never forget this. A guy came up to me. He was a good guy. His name was Keith Sower. He came up to me. He goes, "Man, he's like, you're nothing like what I expected." So what do you mean? He goes. You you you, you kind of hang in the back. I said, dude, I'll never say a word. I, I'm not. I'm not. And he said, well, I listen to the radio. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I said, but you got enough to deal with, man. And it isn't me. And there was one of the greatest lines ever. Was a guy was coaching first base for this very team, and his wife, who was a notorious just yeller and all that, he was. She was up on this little like hillside, and he was down. And he he turned to her and he goes, man, I wish I had a mirror. So you could see how ridiculous you look and sound. I thought <laughs> he said that to his and wife, I, and I believe they're still married. I, I can't, I can't validate that for sure. But I mean, I thought, you know, to me, anybody who's willing to be a youth coach, they, that, just let them go. Let them go. You're coaching youth sports. But I mean, I've seen people get upset at flag football, the YMCA. Come on, man. It's, I would say that says a lot about their own life, to be perfectly honest. It's with so you. funny because, uh, you know, coaching the, like, Dean's T-ball team and stuff, there's probably, like, five different dads that when their kid's up to bat, they come oh, yeah. set them up in the box. And then the right. next kid comes up and his dad comes and, like, because they all want... They feel like you're being believe, outdated. They, right. want, they all want Getting to believe on the that, right foot. And I don't hitting and, coach. And that's the thing is like I don't say anything as the yeah. coach because I'm just like 
the last thing I want is for your kid to to be as bad at baseball as I think he's going to be, and you say, well, it's because the coach didn't set him up in the box right. Now you have nobody to blame. But so yourself. you don't realize this, but 10 years from now, you're going to get calls of going, you know what, he still doesn't swing level, and it started with you. He couldn't hit it off the tee level. Yeah. There are dads I know at high school football games who during the game literally work the stands, their kids on the team, trying to get other parents galvanized against the coach. I mean, what kind of loser are you if you do that? I remember this one dad would come and he would he kept telling me, and they finally did it himself. He was like, "Put pull the tee up higher," and and I kept telling him, "I'm like, where your 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 kid can hit it there, but that's a ball." Like it, when he gets to where the this right. will be pitched, that's you don't want him swinging at that. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? I won't be coaching him at that point. So if that's where you, want, you know, I think about and, that and as a, a youth coach. Yeah. You're not paid anything, right? You're subjecting yourself to this for free, right? No, <laughs> it's thank hilarious. you. Hilarious. But no, but I, but Finn and I, it's fun. Um, you know, I like the fact that we can talk about anything. Yeah. You know, that's kind of cool, too. So, yeah. like, you know, tomorrow night we'll obviously talk about the Bengals over the last couple weeks. But but we won't talk about – it's been talked about, you know, what happened in Kansas City. We'll maybe suggest things that, you know – we're actually going to talk about leadership. What makes a good leader? I would argue Marvin Lewis is not a good leader of this Ooh, football team. Hot take. Um, <laughs> you, you know, but I mean, I, did you watch the last couple weeks? I mean, yeah. I, I, I would, but you got those ardent Bengal fans, man. Weeks. They won't. Well, we, well, okay, <laughs> almost two decades. Yeah. I, sorry, I was trying to give him the benefit know, of the I recent know, doubt. But it's uh, but stuff like that, and you know, I, I think that's what's fun, and is I think what Finn and I will try to do, and, and are trying to do is. Give a different take on subjects that you, you know, ad nausea with the political. So when we talk about that, we, we, and we will, probably more so a week from Thursday as the election really draws near, our take's going to be different. I mean, it's it's going to be different. Yeah. But you need that on because that's, you know, and I say this with the reverence it deserves, like that's why I won't listen to 700 when I'm in my car is because I feel like up until Eddie comes on, it's, I'm going to hear the same thing from different people, and yeah. it's not necessarily a view that I agree with. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas, like, if I'm looking to be entertained when I listen to the radio, I'll have a better chance of that with sports station. Yeah. But the problem with that is it's it's national well, 90% of the day. You know, that's why I love when Mo and Lance are on yeah. or on Sports Talk on 700 because it's like I'll at least hear opinions about yeah. teams I care about. Sure. Well, I can remember, I you know, back when I was doing it, they offered me to do sports talk, and, and I just didn't want to work nights. I had kids at a certain age, but I was like, when I was doing that for a while, they, they're like, you know, topic A is the Reds, topic B is the Bengals, that's it. And I'm like, dude, that can't be it. I get it. I understand those are the most important topics. I get all that. But, the, but okay, the Bengals in, you know, in March. right. Hey, the NCAA tournament, ever heard of that? That's going on. Right. Yeah. You know, and I think I understand, you know, I, those are the cash cows. Those are the big properties. I completely understand that. There's no greater passion in Cincinnati than for those two teams. I understand that. Oh, my God, if that's all you ever talked about, no one would listen to you. I know. It just would get, because it would just be a sickening repetition of the same. And it's not even teams, 
and I, I'm as diehard as they come, but it's not like they're teams that are perennial playoff, you know, championship teams. It's like now you're just getting me to talk about a team that disappoints me. Yeah. Outside of the regular season, in which it disappoints well, and back me. to your back to your when you do comedy, back to the entertainment aspect of it. I think that you you have to talk about that in a certain sense while it's going on. But if that's all you talked about, it would just wear you out as a listener. I mean, how often have you turned on a show? Maybe it's not just sports. When you go, same thing. Talk to your point. Yeah. Talking about this, I, I can't listen to this anymore. Yeah, and that's so you got to have fun. So that's what Finn and I try to do, is we'll pick a couple primary topics, but then and, and I I get criticized for this by management types like oh you know you're kind of a, it, I'm a free flow I right. just go right I don't you know I'll never forget we had to back when we were on ninety six rock in the mornings they were like now we we want you to segment I'm like dude, I, I told Finn and God love him he was the program director I'm like, dude I'm not doing that I mean if that's what they want me to do I'll leave now. I'll just sleep in. It's okay. Because I'm not going to sit. You know, they wanted this every morning. Now, you have to, obviously, you have to be prepared. You can't go in there and go, oh, what the hell are we going to talk about today? But I'm not, that's when I don't want to be that controlled. To me, that's boring. Right. You know, and the T's across the break. I I get all that. I get all the radio jargon. No one's going to go, man, no listener. It's like in the newspaper business. We used to have an editor where it's called a widow in type. So if one word broke onto the bottom line, this guy would freak out. Oh, there's a widow. You think a reader at home is going, oh, look at that. They put that one word on that line. No one cares. Just like talk radio. A widow. Just remember that. Yeah, There's a different typography, context. baby. Right, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, is anybody really going? Oh, did you hear that tease? Now I get it. Scott Sloan yesterday. I was listening to Sloney, and he and he said something like, "Hey, we're going to say goodbye to somebody at WLW." When I come back, I thought, "Okay, that made me say, wonder who's leaving." And it was a news woman, Allison Wyatt. She's going to one of their stations in Columbus. I stuck around because of that. I get that. Yeah. I understand that that's how it works. Yeah. But on every, you know what I mean. And, and the other thing I like is nine to midnight. I mean, it, yeah, it's not course. morning drive. Right. I mean, it's uh, you know. But that's also a, that's also you know a draw for it, people yeah. of like, I don't know what what I'm gonna hear. Correct. And I like that. Right. Hell, the first time we went up there, we could barely get in a building. I mean, when we went up for the first show, I'm like, somebody got to let us in? We might be on tonight. We might not if we can't get in. We didn't even know what Florida got. I mean, it's – but we we have fun, and, and Finn and I get along, and it's, um, you know, we'll just laugh. We make each other laugh. And, and, and I think the other thing, too, and Skinny and I did this as well, we don't rehearse what we're going to – I think that's the other thing, too. I've, I've operated on the premise of don't – I don't want to know what your take on this is going to be. You don't. Let's just do it, and then it's org. I don't yes, even use save the word it. Organic. Save it for the air. Oh. But it's yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Yes. Don't let's not. We've never done that. We go in there and we just we let it fly, and and sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't. That's great. That's how it should be. Absolutely. All right. So as we wrap up, I have to ask you this. Oh boy, Chief. So, <laughs> yeah. so everybody that I talk to, like yeah. if your name ever comes up, everybody's got an impression of you, and of it always starts do. with Chief. 
Yeah. <laughs> and so I must I be easy know. to impersonate because everybody does <laughs> seem to have one. You know, but I want to know where did Chief come from? That's like your thing. Like Harlan Williams, comedian. He he uh, he he calls people Jerry. He calls every person Jerry in the audience off stage, and he does it. I don't know if he does it because he doesn't want to have to remember people's names or what it is, but he does it constantly, like consciously. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. And I will admit, I even typed that in emails. Yeah. I, I think for me, and I can tell you there is no real, it originated here. Because we've also used names like Ralph, Fred. There are just different. I mean, I think I use Ralph and Fred because you really don't want to be named Ralph and Fred, do you, today? <laughs> you know. Uh, but I think, I think what Chief is for me is, and, and I, I can specifically answer this, I think you, once I've gotten to know you and you're kind of, a friend, you become chief. Because I will tell you that, like, I will consciously, when I'm sending an email to somebody, if I write chief, sometimes I'll go, "Mm, maybe I should go with their name. (laughs) But but if I just do a chief, that means, and I don't think it had to do with, and I'm, you know, as as you get older, you forget everything. And names, I'm pretty good with names normally, but it is a saver, right? Yeah. Everybody can be chief. Hey, what's up, chief? And nobody, you know, so I think it's just... Mine's brother. Okay. Hi, brother. Good to see you, brother. Yeah, right. (laughs) Everybody's got their little... So it kind of maybe evolved into that, but it's just... And and it is stuck because, I mean, it's funny how what... what, I I guess for me, what makes me smile and laugh is when somebody sends that back to me and addresses me as chief. Yeah, that's the thing. That's yeah, when like, you know there's yeah. like it's all good. It's become it's become your name. Yeah. Right. Too many chiefs. Right, it is. But that's but that's it. I mean it's just and it is funny because a lot of times when we're in a circle like that, everybody will call everybody else chief. And I'm well aware that the impersonations and, and that normally chief. Everybody. Oh yeah everybody. and that's and that usually comes after a few beverages have been consumed where that starts. Because we used to do that in the newsroom when yeah. you actually could have some fun right yeah when you didn't have to sit in your little cubicle and couldn't say anything oh my god make radio and make that stuff fun yeah i don't even want to go in those buildings anymore afraid if i say something that might shoo me out yeah but i mean i feel like you and finn are in a great position to not have to like you know all your eggs aren't in the radio basket, so you can sure. say what you want. Right. Because if you know, God forbid, somebody said you you, you got to go, you can't say that stuff. You're like, I'm fine. You know well, I mean? I'm on Whereas the, I feel like if yeah. you know, I'm on the back end now. So yeah. I used to say, and I would say this on the air, and I was seriously, if you if they don't like me, I'll just sleep in. And Finn asked me something the first night. I'm like, well, dude, I said, look, I'm normally not up at this time anyway. So if if they've had enough of me again this time, I'll just go to bed earlier. I mean, it's not. And you are right. Josh, you are right, I think, when you think about that is. And I actually think that makes us, when you don't have to think about, oh, what if I say this or what if I do that? And I think, number one, we're professional enough to know the line. They're not going to lose their license because of us. Right. But I also do think when you can do that, I do think it makes for a better program. It makes for better discussion because you don't have to think about everything. genuine. Correct. What you see is, well, I guess what you hear is what you get, and and that's the way we're going to be. 
So great. tune in every Thursday really? night, nine to midnight, seven hundred WLW. And are you guys? Is your podcast? Is uh, your show up for uh, online yet? That people took me can a couple listen? weeks to yeah, get that up. Finn uh, said, really yeah. wasn't me, but somebody there did. Yes. So, so yeah. but people can they go can, back and yep. listen to old episodes. They can if you go and click that. I think we're at the bottom. I think when you scroll down <laughs> the list of names, I think we're at the very bottom. But I think we made it. Save yeah. the best for last. So, I don't know about that. And he that, got a blog and a Twitter and Instagram right. and a Snapchat and a. Well, Finn, he loves. I mean, honestly, he loves that stuff. I mean, so it's great for a guy like me. Knock yourself out. Good, yeah. It's all good. So how can people keep up with everything that you're doing besides the show, the the different uh, high school and the events? That you yeah, we've got, like, we've got a web. We, we typically, I don't have a website for the company, something I probably should have done years ago. But then I can't do it. I can't take any more business. I'm kidding. Of course I can. Uh, <laughs> but no, we have pretty much each event has its own website. Okay. So like xtownshowdown.com is the Crosstown Showdown website. And then we'll, we'll frequently, Finn handles all of our social media stuff at LW. We're, we're still working on getting some of that. Because so, it is important. I think the connectivity and being able to hear, you know, I, I don't want to insinuate that we don't care what people think. That's inaccurate. But I, but I do, you know, I, we're going to do what we do and such is life. Wow. You, I'm, I'm thankful that you're here. And, well, thanks. It's uh, been fun. And, and, and coming. And I love this. I love this setup here too, huh? It's kind of cool. Just a couple dudes it's with like, a microphone. It's like nobody even knows we're here. We're back here. Which, yeah. Another thing about podcasts, you can do which I mean, and that is cool. And we will. I know Finn and I have also talked about doing and adding on a podcast or two every week, just to kind of a different time and to just kind of expound Supplement. on. Yeah. yeah. Which I think you know again is fun for us. And uh, so we're working on kind of where, where we go from here. Awesome. So uh, the last thing we ask is yes. that um, we ask our guests to give us a word, and that word will be used as a coupon for people to save some money on their order on the website or in our store until the next episode comes out. So There's only one choice, surely. I know. I'm going to let him decide <laughs> what it's going to be. But Well... <laughs> until you until you said that, I guess I'll side with Chief. But I was going to use this wouldn't go well pick, on a coupon. I was going to go with buffoon, oh, which is I, a frequent one too. I don't know that, that I don't know that that resonates with saving. That's right? why you emailed us actually, like buffoons. because buffoons? most people we believe are buffoons, right? Or we use the phrase of buffoonery that to describe what normally goes. Let's go, Chief. All right, a Chief ought to get some be. kind of an yeah, offer. Yeah. So there you. Go. So enter the word chief, chief online I, until the next episode comes out. You'll save 20%. And uh, you can even come into one of our three locations um, and say the word chief and save 20% as well. Uh, follow this man uh, and all of his uh, happenings. And be sure to tune in to uh, him and friend of the show, Finn. Uh, 700 WLW, Thursday nights, 9 to midnight. 9 to midnight. Um, it's called the reality check the with reality Gamble check. and Finn. I love yeah. it. Nice. I love it. We all need it. It took us all about two seconds to come up with that name, right? <laughs> it wasn't real. difficult. It's very apropos. Yeah, but I appreciate you guys having me on. It's cool hanging out and uh, do it again sometime. All right. Heck Thanks, yeah. Chief. Thanks. You got it. How you Tom Gamble, as Josh noted, the guy uh, that you hear on the air is not too far removed from the guy off the air. 
Uh, Finrock, by the way, on episode 38. Go back and check that one out. And uh, we need to get Richard Skinner on the show as well. And uh, to that end, if you have a guest idea, uh, don't be afraid to send it along to us. Info at CincyShirts.com. Let us know who you'd like to hear on the show. And also, we invite you to plunder the Cincy Shirts podcast archives. There are lots of great episodes back there. John Keyswater talking about WKRP. He's been on twice, actually. Dean Gregory from Montgomery Inn has some great stories about Bob Hope and how their business got started and all that. Also, check out episodes with Frank Marzullo, Randy Rico, your old pal Duke Sinatra from the Gary Burbank Show. Finn Rock, as we mentioned. Uh, Mo Egger, Cash Wright, Mike Mathis, Johnny Bench. That's been a big one. Bronson Arroyo, also on the show. They've all been terrific. And really, all the episodes are great. Haunted Cincinnati and Abandoned Cincinnati, those are very popular, too. Just go through all of them, really. It won't take you that long. Be sure to tell friends and loved ones about the show, including folks who may no longer live in the area, or maybe they went to school here and have moved away to take other jobs, uh, whatever the case may be. Today's show was produced by me, with some help from Josh and Darren. Our theme music is Cincinnati by Big Nothing. They are from Philadelphia. You can find their music in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get your music. Find vintage tees from great places like Boston, Phoenix, and Pittsburgh. And that's, let me see... We've added some other cities here. Orlando, we're going to add Los Angeles and some other cities out west as well to kind of fill in the rest of the country. Have a lot of defunct sports teams there, old shopping centers, restaurants, so very similar to Cincy shirts, but for different cities around the U.S. So in case you missed it, the promo code for this episode is CHIEF. That's all lowercase, all uppercase. Either way works. You can use that to take 20% off your entire CincyShirts.com order or OldSchoolShirts.com order. You can also use that in our physical, or as we say, brick and mortar stores in Over the Rhine, Hyde Park, and now Loveland. So follow our social channels, Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat for the latest Cincy Shirts news. Tell your friends about the show. Give us a review wherever you get the podcast from. And as always, download or stream us next time. Bye. I said goodbye